church all right are you guys ready to stand and worship day with us all right so we are in week four of the five and since i'm goofy i thought of five for fighting <laughs> so you know it's kind of cool because this song talks about as you know today we're gonna talk about our hopes and dreams and i think a lot of us do kind of think about our lives and we're chasing the years of our lives and you know we're wondering if we're living a life that was meant for our, us or not and i think that that's why we're here right 
We're going to ask God, are we, are we chasing our years? Are we, are we living a life or living in existence? So let's all stand up. We're going to sing this song together. So hopefully everybody's a fire fighting fan out here.
How y'all doing today? All right, let's worship the Lord and have an awesome day. He's only given us one life, right? And we're using it to glorify him. And so uh, I don't know about you, but uh, um, as we go through life, lots of things happen. Uh, anybody, anything happen this week? Okay, just thinking. It's uh, been a crazy week in our world, and I just uh, decided last night to put a Facebook post that said, I don't know about you, but after this week, I need worship, and I need to connect to the Lord. So that's what we're going to do here today. Let's just open prayer. Lord God, here we are. Um, as broken and, and as uh, messed up as we are in this world, we have a father, a daddy who loves us. And we thank you for that, God. So use this time that we can just uh, celebrate you, celebrate who you are and your love for us as we just worship you because you, oh God, are so marvelous. Amen.
and bring uh, restoration to your people. For we love you in the name of Jesus. Everybody says amen. Our children are going to our Shoreline Sunday School ministry, but everybody else say hi to somebody. I love how. Yeah. Well, I lean. I lean back. How we doing? Oh, that good, huh? Okay. Let me try this. Good morning. There you go. There's the old faithful. How we doing? I'm going to get somewhere where I can stand. There we go. Up here. Okay. Good to see everybody here today. Welcome. If you're visiting with us today, welcome. We're glad you're here. We want to welcome our online church. Everybody say hi. There you go. They just waved at you, so we want to welcome online church, um, and thankful for that. Um, we're, we're thrilled for that. So um, if you are visiting with us here, we have a small gift for you. If you uh, hopefully you receive the card, you can fill that out and hand it in. Wow, what an awesome worship today so far um, with music, right? We're, we're all one big worship thing here, but feel, feeling good today, all right? A um, couple things that we want to look at. Uh, communion server training will be next Sunday. Um, a brief training session after church. So if anybody who would like to help serve with communion, uh, just stay after church next week, and Rig and Sarah will help guide you through some of those things. Um, somebody's texting me. I don't know. All right? Um, must be God. Okay? Thank you, Lord. All right? Um, wouldn't it be awesome if God texted us? We would really get our attention then, wouldn't he? All right. Um, okay, so plan on that. Donnie for Women, Wednesday, February 15th. That'll be here before we know it. Um, so uh, if you're interested in that, it's a great time for everybody, and you can see those things. Um, you do have this right here. Um, it's a database update. It's that time we want to update what's going on and, and who's here and, and other things. If you've never filled it out, go ahead and do that. That's a great opportunity because we've escaped it so far, um, but uh, there, the chances of inclement weather are around here we know. It can change on a dime this time of year, and so if we have to get that out, we want to get those things out to you and to let you know what's going on, all right? Um, and so please go ahead and fill that out. Uh, Triple H, if any of you guys don't know what that is, that's Haven's Helping Hands. Helping Hands, that is our, um, our uh, mission team pretty much at the church, and they will be meeting today in Classroom B afterwards. Um, Miriam's Table. Okay, I, I, we're, um, we shared last week. Uh, it was shared a little bit last week. Wes did, and so he's going to share like a brief part this week, and you're going to get more information in the coming weeks. Good. There you go. Yeah, Jack only keeps giving me brief parts because last week he threatened me if I went too long, I'd have to preach. But, That's right, yeah. But I don't know how you talk about doing God's work as God's people without it sounding like a sermon. Mm -hmm. And this church, we were talking with friends yesterday. What we like about this church is your heart for missions. So many different ones. And the, the helping hands have decided that Miriam's Table is one of those worthy missions. So, of course, we're asking for your support in that. 
with all the other things you support. But one of the facts I didn't go into last week about Miriam's table is 52 cents a day. That's the total cost for feeding a child. It includes the food, the vitamins, the minerals, the people that prepare the food and keep the site clean. 52 cents feeds one child a day. Every one of your 50 cent pieces will feed a kid. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, Wes. Um, just to let you know, it's, well, I'll tell you what it was really cool. We took it last week. Hannah was riding home with me, and she got in the middle of my, uh, my, where, in my uh, car and started just pulling change out and throwing it in that little loaf. So um, it's a great way to do that. So you can, um, we all have some change laying around. Um, and to think, 52 cents a day, that really could, could impact a life that way in amazing ways. So, um, so um, we're, we're excited about that. You will hear more in the coming weeks. And what is the, the last week for that is? What we, the ninth, February 19th, okay, so we want to go ahead and look at that. It's all in the um, bulletin here, so we'll have some things there. Par- also February 19th, speaking of mission, is our next Parish Foundation, right? So ne- people sign up, go ahead. Um, it's a great opportunity. Get it while it's hot because people will fill up. It's an awesome opportunity to go ahead and continue um, in serving. And uh, the uh, rotating shelter updates. So we finished. We had a lot of people, um, over 100 volunteers from many different sources. Um, and over a seven-day period, Haven f- fed and provided uh, a warm place to stay for about 29 people per night. So that's awesome. So thank you all for that. As Wes said, we, we, this is a very mission-focused and oriented church. All right? So I'm thankful for that. All right? Um, a couple prayers that we want to list. A lot of prayers. It's like I'm playing cards up here, okay? So we have a lot of them. But Donna asked for prayers for Gary and Liz. Gary had a fall this morning, so we want to lift Gary in your prayers as well. R- Robin Hildebrand has asked for prayers for two-year-old Amaya, who had to have more brain surgery last week. Um, Harry Hepron has asked for prayer. He has to um, go through a procedure on Thursday, and he's praying that everything goes well there. Uh, Joanna Shea is praying for Nancy and uh, Trenton um, for strength and Trenton's recovery, particularly for um, his, his mouth where he had the accident um, and, and his teeth and things there. So please lift them in prayers. Um, she also asked for prayer for Donnie for strength and recovery from addictions. Bonnie asked for prayers for Bill Reeves, Bobby Burke's um, uh, father, who's been having some health problems. Um, so continue to lift them. And uh, also for uh, Ray and Barb Caldwell, Don has asked for prayers for them as they um, have had some health issues over in the last um, weeks and months. All right? Yes? Okay, so Steve George, who is in the hospital um, in University of Maryland. Anyone else that we need to add to the prayer list? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, um, my mother woke up with very, like, a stiff neck, and it just got worse, and so she's having a lot of pain, so we want to lift her in, in prayers as well. All right, anyone else? Yes, Andy. Okay, so we want to lift Patrick up in the road to recovery, definitely. Anyone else? Okay, yes, Donna. Oh, yes, the kickoff for Christmas. So, Teresa, prayers, there we go. She's going to be leading that. Um, any, yes, over here, Jessica. Yes, thank you. Yeah, for Danny Evans, um, and is that cancer? Is that right? Yes, yeah, so lift Danny Evans. 
Yeah, stage four. So we want to lift him up in prayers. Yes. Anyone else? Oh, Judy has surgery this week, right? Is it this week? All right. Okay, we want to lift up prayers. Any other surgeries? Anything else? Okay, so we want to, we want to make sure. Um, if you're watching online, by all means, go, um, go ahead and send the prayer, um, prayer request online. Some people may be watching this week for the first time live on Facebook. So we're live on Facebook, so we have another option. Yes, Judy. Okay, what's the joy? Yeah, yeah, that's my wife. She's having a birthday, and she's thrilled. She would love for me to not do nothing than bring her up and sing happy birthday. Um, but then, but then, then I would be divorced the next day. So, um, so but, um, yeah, Melissa has a birthday uh, coming up tomorrow. Um, so we want, we're th- grateful for that. All right? Any other joys? Yes, Donna. Okay, great. Donna's brother had back surgery, so we want to thank God for that. Any others? Ah, there we go. Okay, Jenny can see out of one eye. Do I look better in one eye or the other one? Uh, All right, so Jenny had some surgery, so she can see out of one eye, so that's great. We're thankful for that. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer now, okay? Let's lift all these things up. Heavenly Father, we come to you today once again recognizing that we have so much uh, going on in our lives, so many uh, challenges, so many concerns, um, health issues, Lord, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that uh, we, we want to lift up our, our country in prayer um, as it just seems like, you know, the, the, the crazier it gets, uh, the crazier it gets. Um, but ultimately, God, we know that you are in control of all things and that you love us dearly, that you sent your son to, to live and teach and to suffer and die, but to raise again for you and me. And so, God, um, during this time, as we lift up these many prayer requests, we thank you for the joys that you've lifted up. We also want to thank you for the fact that even in the midst of the valley, that you, um, as the old song used to say, God of the mountain is still God in the valley. Um, and that you're there to give us peace of mind and, and to trust in you. And so God, help us to, to lean and trust on you and to, and to, to be the, the person that you want us to be. As we started this series, we recognize we only have um, maybe 100 years to live. And whatever we're going to do that with that life is the gift that we have from you. And so, God, um, help us to apply what we're learning these, next, these last few weeks and these next couple weeks um, in order to live that life, not just ongoing, but live the life abundantly in you. And so, God, for everyone here now, I ask for your Holy Spirit to move in this place in fantastic and amazing ways. And I also ask, God, that as we stop and we look there, even in the midst of our trial and circumstances, We have been blessed so greatly by you. And so, God, we take time now to go ahead and give a portion of that back to you in your tithe and our offerings. Multiply them and use them to help all those around the world, like Miriam's Table and the Paris Foundation and the Rotating Shelter, and even those missions and challenges that you have called us to that we don't even begin to know that scratch the surface. So, God, this is your church. We are your people. We thank you for providing for us. Help us do the same as you multiply it. And further your kingdom here and to the very ends of the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
whole earth shakes, the whole earth shakes. I see His love and mercy washing over all our sin. The people sing, the people sing.
Today's reading is from Judges 5-2. When the princes in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. All right, everyone. We're going to get rolling today. We don't get the intro video. So, anyway, it's all good. So, how is everybody? Everybody's good and here. And, um, everything's, everything's awesome. We still get up and we still serve life no matter where anybody is. And so, we're just, um, just uh, I think one thing that we're all in agreement for, we got to pray for our world and our country, right? And so that's where we can all come together, regardless of where you are. So, all right. So if you're joining with us today, um, we are in a series um, for, what did Wayne say, four or five? Is that right? So, yeah, next week we'll, we'll finish up our series called Five, um, The Five. Um, and it's basically a series uh, of, based off of leadership principles from a guy named John Maxwell, who is the leadership guru and um, in the world, was a pastor, um, really has, is still, I guess you could say still is a pastor, even though he isn't actively serving in churches, um, but he just does a, a fantastic job. And basically, he talks about to be a successful person, you have to be a disciplined person. And being disciplined means that you do something consistently every day. And, um, and one of the things that we've carried on from the first week is that that whole kind of um, situation, that visual of if you want to chop down a tree and say it's a really big tree, many of us would either give up or kill ourselves trying to chop it all down in one day. And what he says successful people do is they go ahead, they take an axe, they hit it like five times, they go back in one day, they come back out the next day, chop some more five days, go back out, and eventually the tree will do what? fall exactly depending on how big it is so it's about doing the same thing excuse me every day and seeing the result that you get and so today I really believe that this is something that God really you know through this series this is a a series that God really put together um, as I've seen it shaping up and come together in the last couple weeks I really see that it's something that I don't I don't know what's good for you but it's something that has really been um, really good for me in order to kind of kind of get life together and shut out some things that aren't important and things that and add some things that really are and so as we look at this I really believe and I gave you a word for the uh, for the year which I believe God put in my heart anybody remember what it was called what it was deeper deeper. I believe God wants us to go deeper because in case you don't know, our world is chaotic. And I believe that God wants us to go deeper and to have um, some, some order out of it. Our God is a God of order. If we look at Proverbs chapter 17, which has kind of been one of our theme verses for this, it tells us simply this, an intelligent person aims at wise what? Action. That means they're going to do something. That doesn't mean that they're just going to say, hey, I believe this. They're going to get involved. They're going to be active in this. An intelligent person aims at action, but the fool does what? Sets off in many directions. And that's what we're kind of trying to do is put things in place so we can have that. We, 
we, don't, we started this by on the very first day of the year talking about resolutions and how we often drop resolutions. I talked to you last week, about 90% of them die within the first month or so. And, and so we see this. And so we don't want to hand off in many directions, but there's two things that we've just kind of hammered home um, that, uh, in this series and what we need to do in life. Number one, we need to get God back into our life or more into our lives because God is the creator and he has the playbook. He has the manual. And um, I know, guys, as much as we don't like to look at manuals and we like to put stuff together, a lot of times it's good to go to the manual because they have things there that you need to know. Psalm 139 tells us about how fearfully and wonderfully we're made and how all our days are ordered. And so if you have a certain amount of days that are ordered, wouldn't you want to know what, they ordered, what the Creator ordered them for? And the next thing is, and this is a statement I made last week, where I said, if you want to change, you've got to what? Change. If you want to change, you've got to change. You've got to have change in your life to have change. Correct? Think about that. All right? So you need to have some things change. You can't do the same old, same old, the continual, normal thing, and, not, and have a different result. It doesn't work that way. And so that's kind of what we're going to look at. And so the, the first week, we talked about your first five, which was the spiritual five, the God five. Last week... We talked about your five, and everybody should have a different five. Some may overlap, but it's your five. It's the things that you need in order to have you grow and have an impact on your life. This week, we're going to talk about the faux five. Faux five, not four or five, faux, okay? It's, it's French, faux, okay? And, and I remember this term because I remember, you know how like you see infomercials on TV? Anybody see them? And everything's 1995. Remember that? Some of you are old enough to remember when it's nine ninety-five. Okay, uh, all right. Or, and so I remember that there was this commercial where you could get genuine faux pearls. And faux, if you don't know, means fake. So you get genuine fake pearls. Isn't that awesome? And you you can buy that. Buy that for your wife or your girlfriend. See how how good that does you. I bought you genuine faux pearls. And so thank you. All right. So. I started to think about this as today in week four, we're going to look about some things because I want to tell you this, you can't just add five things to your life. You can't do it. There are some things that you have to remove and there's some things that you have to get in order in order to be successful in these five. Like for instance, we have a time, live in a time where we think busyness is something good. For instance, you say to somebody, hey, how you been? I'm so busy. And we're like, oh, that's awesome, right? We look at that as a badge of courage. I am so busy. I am so tired. I'm just exhausted. Like, whoo, wow, I'm glad you're living life, right? But really, we would love to be the people who say, I'm not doing anything. I'm kicking back. It's awesome. I sit on a beach all day. It's wonderful, right? You know, they're the ones that we envy. But, we, but somehow we all say, I have one friend who's a we were best friends for many, many years, and we just kind of lost contact as life gets. And when you see this friend, you say, hey, how you doing? And you say, good, busy. And I say, what you been doing? Nothing. What else you been doing? Working. Nothing. Working. Working. Nothing. Nothing working. I'm like, that sounds like a wonderful thing, you know? And we were really close friends. What you doing? Nothing working. I mean, so a lot of us spend time working, nothing, you know, and I think God wants more than working and nothing, don't you? So, um, so that's what we're going to look at, and, and as we look at this, um, today, that's what we're going to be. 
We're going to look at this thing in our lives. And we can't just make a list of what you want to do, but you also have to make a list of what you're not going to let yourself do. And that's where we're going to talk about today. So I want to give you some background. We are going to be in an Old Testament scripture in the book of Judges. Okay, and some of you right now are singing that Sunday school song, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel. Okay, Judges, the book of Judges. Now, let me give you some background history. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you had, after the people came out, you had had Moses, then you had, you ended up down the line having Joseph, saved people. He had lots of sons, and then he had a couple grandsons, and basically, Israel set up an encampment and they, they all lived in tribes. The tribes were named after what they call the 12 sons of Joseph, uh, even though some are Jacob. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, said Jacob. 12 sons of Jacob. J- Joseph's kids were um, Ephraim and Manasseh, who Jacob took on. Sorry, I had those. So Jacob had lots of kids. One was Joseph. You don't have a tribe of Joseph. You have his kids. Okay, everybody with me? Okay, so... Now, we have this. Several of them, you'll see some of the names, Dan, Naphtali, um, you know, you got tons of them, okay? So we're going to look at those. Now, God had never intended for the tribes and the nation of Israel, Israel named after Jacob, who his name was changed by God, which means he wrestled with God and man and has overcome, all right, is what we have. So here we have, he never intended for them to have a leader, a king, a ruler. He intended for him God only to be their ruler, and they would live in order, and God would govern them. Sounds like a plan to me. I don't know about you. But they wanted to be like the other nations. So they asked for kings and other kinds of stuff. Well, at this point, they don't have that. What happened was the people, and you see this in the scripture, in Judges, every time you see this, it says that everyone did whatever they wanted to do. Now stop for a second. Does that sound familiar? Everybody did what they wanted to do. They didn't want God to rule them. They didn't want God to be with them. And they said everybody did whatever they wanted to do. And this is a cycle in the book of Judges. Once again, the people did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They did what they wanted to do. They forgot what God um, about God. And then they, then they get in trouble and they say, oh, God, please rescue us and save us. And God sends people that are rulers called judges here. Okay, And there's certain judges. And at this one point, we come to chapter 4 of the book of Judges. A couple of them, they get worse and worse as they go along. Right now, they're not too bad. Toward the end, you have a judge whose name is Samson, and he's not a very good character. Um, When you look at it, we like to tell our kids about that awesome story that he did, but he is not a good person when you look at what he did. Um, They've gone so far away from God, this is the best God had. All right, But at this point, you have um, this judge, and it's controversial because she's a female. And in this, in this age, a female should not be leading them. But she is a female, and she is an awesome leader. She really is. She has this heart for God. And in chapter 4, she goes around. We're not going to touch on chapter 4 today. Chapter 4, she goes to all the tribes of Israel and says, come fight with me. Come fight with me. Come on, come fight with me. And she actually tells them at one part in here, listen, if you don't come fight with me, God is going to win, God is going to take over, and it will be embarrassment that a woman handed God, your enemies to you. So come fight with me now, okay? So then you have this situation. Only two tribes went in the whole thing. And so as we look at this, when we come to chapter 5, there's lots of stuff. It's a really neat story if you like tent pegs and heads and, the, and temples. It's really good. It's how it ends. Um, enemies get a tent peg. It sticks in the ground. It's really kind of interesting, all right? Um, 
But um, as we get to chapter 5, she sings a song. And, you know, it's like Psalms. Psalms is a book of songs. She sings a song, but it's a, it's a song of complaint for the people of Israel. And I was, I was looking at this. It's really interesting. There are five groups that she goes against and five com- main complaints that she points out of the reason, and, and there are reasons why people don't accomplish the five things in their lives. It's kind of cool, all right? And it's the reason why people don't do those things. So we are going to look right now at Judges chapter 5. It was just read for us, but you can see here in Judges chapter 5, when the princes in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Now, what is she saying there? She's saying, if you people of God would just get off your dust and serve him, right? Take the lead and willingly offer ourselves. She's saying this to the Israelites. Go ahead. Once you just get off yourself and go ahead and serve God, then we'll say, whoa, praise God, right? And so I think it's very fitting when we look at this five, if God's people, the people who claim to be Christians, those who claim to believe in God, just say, you know what, I'm not going to live for me anymore. I'm going to live for God and have my life be for God, and I'm going to serve God. Praise the Lord. In other words, look out what happens. All right? And that's what she starts off by saying here. Because I really believe that we are in a time where God is wanting a generation of people to rise up and be strong for the Lord. My goal, if you want to know my goal, is that people would stand up and find out what God's call in their life is and be in a pastoral ministry. Remember last week I said that was one of my five, meaning that you make an impact on people's lives for the kingdom of God and take the lead in the world rather than just being salt. We are supposed to be, supposed to be salt and light, but wouldn't it be awesome if we took the lead in the world that it is today? So we've got to figure out what God wants for us. And, and when we're looking at things that, so we're going to look at five things that are fake or faux. Everybody say faux. Oh, you're very good. Okay. And we all have these five things that keep us from our full potential. And we're never going to fulfill that life that God has called for us unless we know what to eliminate. Okay. So I want to show you a map right now. I think we have a map up here. You can see the map. This is the map of Israel and how they were encamped. And you're going to see this several times throughout today's sermon. Hopefully the online can see it at home. But you can see there are the tribes of Israel that are here. And we're going to talk about each one of these as we look. And, um, and so we're going to look at these right now. And the first one is Reuben. Everybody see where Reuben is? It's not a sandwich. Okay. But see where Reuben is right here? Everybody got Reuben. Okay, so take a look at Reuben. You know where they are. You can see they're on this side of the Jordan River and that side uh, toward the Dead Sea. So they're over there. So here's what we have. So the first thing that she wa- we want to talk about that keeps us is misuse of time. Did I step on anybody's toes? Anybody misuse their time? All right. Misuse of time. Now, this one is kind of humorous when we see what Deborah says here. Deborah says... Why did you stay among the campfires to hear the whistling of the flocks in the the districts of Reuben? There was much searching of heart. So this is toward Reuben. So what did Reuben do? Now you saw where Reuben was, right? Okay. Reuben was on this side. The battle was over here. All right? So 
here's what we have, what Reuben does here. It says that Reuben had much searching of heart. In other words, for Reuben, they were hanging out. They were shepherds. They were hanging out with sheep. And then they had much decision. So in other words, they would say to Deborah, um, she says, hey, come fight with me. Sure, no problem. But look at, what, look at that quote again. What does it say that they did with the sheep? Did they listen? To the whistling of the sheep. To the whistling of the sheep. And sometimes, so what would happen is, here they go, they, she says, hey, you, I need you to fight with me. And they say, okay. And then they're, bah, oh, yeah, I got to go here. Uh, and then bah, here, I got to go here. Oh, bah, bah, bah. Oh, I thought you were going to come fight. Bah. You know, they're doing this. They, they had so much indecision. Well, who's going to take care of the sheep? Uh, I would love to go, but sorry, bah, right? And many of us have that same thing going on in our lives, don't we? Oh, I, I, I want to go and serve God, but bah, I got to deal with this. All right? We have all these kinds of, of things in our life. We have, bah, that person called me, and I got to go meet them. And so, all right, I'm going to go to Bible study. Bah, I got to go here and, and, and pick this person up. Or, bah, oh, I got to check my Twitter, my Twitter, Twitter, tweet, whatever. All right? I got to Snapchat. Bah, 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 bah. Right? And that's how we live our lives, don't we? Oh, right here in church today. Bah, I look over here. We've got so much bah in our lives, we can't hear the voice of God. And we don't want to because bah, i got to do that. And we have much decision of heart and what to do because we're listening to the bleeding or the whistling of the sheep. Bah. And there's plenty of it in this world. We have the bah of people, the bah of social media, the bah of TV, the bah of kids, the bah of extra stuff. There's tons of bah. And guess what? On our deathbed, none of us say bah. Tweet a selfie of me dying. No, none of us do that, do we? But it's so important to us as we live our lives, we think. We, you know, what, it's, what statistics are showing is the average American deals with 15.5 hours a day of media. 15.5 hours a day of media. It's the average time of consumption. When you think of all the things that we have and all the things that are bombarding us, as we live. I believe that what many of us need to do is just simplify our lives. We have a disease. It's called too much itis. All right? And we have that. And I want to tell you, it's, and, and many times, I want, I want to teach you a new word today. Is that okay? I want to teach you a word that you, that, that you all need to know. And actually, we once knew it. Ready? No. Right? What's the first word little kids know? Here. No. No. Everybody say it. Ready? One, two, three. Good. You're good at that. So you know what? You need to say no to the things that rob you of your life. It's not always that we we need to say the availability. Somebody asks us and says, hey, are you available on Wednesday for this? And we look at our calendars. We go, yeah. It's not always the availability. Sometimes it's the ability. Sometimes you just need to say no. You know what? One of the things that a, a, a counselor told me is, Got to set up some boundaries. And as I look, it's scriptural because Moses set up boundaries around the mountain, right? Sometimes we need boundaries in our lives that we need to have, and we need to get used to setting them up. We need to simplify our lives. It's smart to not live by our availability, but by the wisdom, by wisdom, so that we know if it's good for us to do or not, okay? We need to learn to say no. Like, for instance, one of the really cool things that we haven't had for a while because technology is so awesome um, and also this time of year, you remember that. Like, you remember, like, when the power goes out and you have to sit around and you have to talk 
to your family? You know, sometimes you, you, you go crazy, right? But other times, it's kind of good to just stop. I remember, like, when, when we have, like, big snowstorms and you can't go anywhere. And you guys, some of you are old enough to remember where you used to be snowed in for, like, a week because you had to wait for the state highway administration to come, and they only had so many trucks, and they did an awesome job. But it was what it was. Not everybody had a, had a plow or anything now. Um, now they get us out that day, right? And it's because we got it. Why? Because we got to get, we got to go. And sometimes, don't you just miss just being snowed in? Sometimes just sitting around where you have a chance where everything's canceled and you can just hang out with your family. Sometimes that's good to do, all right? And when the power's out, they can't tweet or Facebook or Snap or whatever. You just have to be with each other, okay? Deion Sanders, the Hall of Fame football player, um, once said, made a statement, and he He's a Christian, and he made a statement. He, and he was on a Christian show, and he said, I believe the biggest challenge to the American family is central heating and air. And he said, because back in the day, when it was cold, people had to gather around the fireplace to keep warm. And so you were forced to sit and talk with your family whether you wanted to. Now people go off. Then it was the television that brought people together. Now it's everybody has them here. Now you can just pull it out right here. So we, we have all kinds of distractions. Look at what the scripture says. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. In other words, we just sit for, all I need is just a second. Okay, let's go. Right? We need to look at that. All right, so that's number one that we need to look at in our lives. Let's look at the map again. As we look at the map, the next group we're going to talk about is, Gil- they mentioned Gilead. Now, Gilead is in the area of Gad. How'd you like to be part of the, the tribe of Gad? All right, right? Sounds like a disease, doesn't it? Um, Gad, you have Gad, I'm sorry. Okay, um, Gad, Gad, what is the thing with Gad? And what is this part here? Obstacles, look where Gad is. Everybody see that? Gad is on the other side of the Jordan River. The battle happened over toward Manasseh Asher area, right? And so here's what we learn about Gad. We learn about Gad. Deborah says, come fight. Gilead says, okay, we will. And they say, oops, we can't. We got something in our way. There's this Jordan. I remember one of the first times, the first time I went to Israel, our tour guide would say, and the mighty Jordan. He went over, he went over this bridge and he said, and here's the mighty Jordan. And it was like Northeast Creek. I was like, you know, I can wade across that sucker, right? You know, this isn't the mighty Jordan, right? But they got there and they said, mm, I don't think I'm going to get wet today. I don't think that's going to happen. And so um, I'd love to, but sorry, Deborah, I'm on this, side of the, on this side of Jordan, can't make it. I'm really, really sorry. What did they say? She, what did she say? Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan. They weren't coming across. We'll fight. Ah, sorry, something's in the way. And many times... We have obstacles that are in our way. We let obstacles come in between this life that we chose. For instance, we may let our jobs come in there. I know we need them. But a lot of times we may compromise what God has called us to do for our job. We let other people come into our way. I cannot tell you the, the, the hundreds of people in my life that when their life is falling apart... And they have no one. They may have been through a divorce. Um, they may have had a major breakup. They run to God. But as soon as the next person comes along, they're gone. And have no commitment to God at all. That person became an object in the way. Um, other times, we may let our past get in our way. 
Our past hurts. I can't tell you, again, the number of people who build a wall up around themselves that keep everybody out, including try to keep God out as well. And, and those past hurts, those past, uh, li- the past living and everything else gets, builds up obstacles in our way to the life that God intended for us. But I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, of our risen Savior and Lord, that we need to get over those obstacles. For instance, the Scripture tells us that we are more than conquerors. Meaning that we don't even just get over and go, yeah, we won. That we just go for the next battle and tear down walls. I want to I tell you, in case you haven't figured it out, in this country and in our world, we have a lot of barriers. And I believe that it's only the church of Jesus Christ that can tear down these walls. That can tear down walls of racism and sexism and all kinds of other isms. All for the sake of Jesus Christ. Because in him, we are made one. All right? And I truly believe that. At some point... We need to get over that. Jacob in the Bible, the one who we've been talking about, not, who's Joseph's dad, not Joseph. Jacob wrestled with God overnight. He sent all his family on the other side of a river called the Jabbok, which is very, very similar to his name. And he wrestled with God. And what he needed to do was get over himself. Sometimes you and I can be the obstacle that's in our way. All right? Sometimes we just need to get over ourselves. Look at the person next to you. No, don't do that. Okay, all right? All right. Jesus talked about this. Jesus talked about this when he was talking one time about the kingdom of heaven and salvation that is open for everyone. And while he was doing this, he made an allusion in Luke chapter 14 to a wedding banquet. And so here's what he says. They all began to make excuses. The first said... I just bought a field, and I need to go check out my dirt. You know, I bought something, I want to go look at my dirt. He said, come, come to the wedding, come to this wedding banquet. I want you to come. Eh, sorry, I got some dirt to look at. Just bought some dirt. A lot of times we like to look at our dirt, right? Next thing, next person, he says, um, hey, come on, come on, here's your invitation. Come to the wedding. And he says, eh, I'd like to, but I just bought five oxen, five yoga oxen, and I'm going to try them out. As the equivalent to, like, I just bought a new car and I want to ride. Okay? Next one. And I've heard this one several times. I just got married, you know? I just got married. I've heard people over the years say, you know, I, particularly when I'm meeting with people for wedding conferences, I'll meet with them and they'll say, and, I'll, and we always get to faith, and I say, well, you know, we know that it's something that we, we want to talk about, but we figure, you know, after we're married for a while, and then we'll have kids, and then when we have kids, then, then, we'll, then we'll start to really look about that. And you know what happens? When the kids happen, you don't, we, don't have, we don't really have time right now. We'll wait till the kids are a little bit older, and then the kids get a little bit older, and, oh, well, the kids are involved in so much, and it's the only time we have to just, and ne- that time we're going to never arrives. And I've heard that several times in life. So, what I, what I want to ask you is this question, what Jesus is asking, what is the reason why you haven't? What is the reason why you haven't? Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, right? And if I can do all things, why haven't I? In other words, what we need to do is to get over the Jordan, whatever that Jordan may be, and get in the, get in the battle with the rest of the people, the battle of the Lord's, okay? So we have two right now. We have misuse of time, and we have obstacles. Let's look at our map again. Our map right here. Everybody see Dan? Dan's got some prime property. They're right on the Mediterranean Sea. Okay? Um, and this is also where, uh, where Samson came from. All right? So we have Dan here. And Dan's issue is possessions. Possessions. 
They're too distracted by their stuff. Dan was right on the Mediterranean Sea, and basically they were harbor workers. They made, most of them made their living by, by being on the water. And listen to what uh, Deborah says about Dan. And Dan, why did he linger by the ships? Why did he linger by the ships? Many of us are Danites today. We want to buy stuff, build stuff, make stuff, have stuff, sell stuff, make Get, get stuff here. We like new stuff, bigger, better, uh, stronger, faster. I feel like I'm singing the Kanye West song here or whatever. Um, stronger or whatever. Um, and yet we are willing in the process. Those things aren't bad. God wants us to utilize those things and have those things in life. But often we will sacrifice something of greater worth for that. Some of us are making bad choices in our lives, in our work, in our everything, for the sake of stuff while our family suffers. Some of us need to reevaluate life and just stop and say, what's going on around us, that there's stuff that's gotten into the way. You remember, I remember I was just kind of uh, reminiscing the last couple weeks and thinking about when I was younger. And you guys remember when there was like three to five channels that were on and some you, did, you tried to watch, but they were too snowy, okay? Um, and you had aluminum foil off the back, and like curls and things like that, and you watch that. Um, but you would get some channels, and you were like glad when you got them, and then if the wind blew a different way, you couldn't get them the next day. Um, and you had those different kinds of things. But it was simpler. We, we didn't have as much um, things, and then we played outside. You know, our video games were dirt. Um, back to the dirt again. Um, so a lot of times we, we went outside, and if it was uh, when you would get school off for Labor Day, the only thing that was on TV was the Jerry Lewis telethon. Everybody remember that? And you were so mad because all your cartoons and your other shows were taken up by Jerry Lewis. And I know it's been a great thing, but as a kid, I was so mad and I did not want to see Jerry Lewis. All right? Um, and so you had to do something else, correct? Um, and so that, that was kind of like that stuff that we had, that we, that we played. And life seemed simpler. And in Luke chapter 12, 15, Jesus warns us and he says, Then he said to them, Watch out! Everybody say, Watch out! You can say it like James Brown. Hey, watch out, all right? Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Greed is to do what I can at the expense of anything to get what I want, all right? Against all kinds of greeds. A man's life does not consist of an abundance of his, what? Possessions. Watch out. Watch out. Here we go. There is a... um, well, we'll go ahead and look at this. Now we'll go to the next one. Let's look at our map. Everybody good so far? Asher. Now, Asher's kind of humorous as well. Asher has a prime, prime, prime property here. It's kind of, it's, it's sad, but it's funny, okay? And um, so let's look at this. What did Asher do? Asher remained on the coast and stayed in his coves. So what did it do? They were hanging out at the beach. La Cerveza Masfina. They had a Corona Sitting there on the beach or some piña coladas and playing the piña colada song, getting caught in the rain, right? That's where they were. Um, They were enjoying it, and they were hanging out there. They were sunbathing. They were just enjoying life on the coast. While the battle is near them, they're just kicking back. Yay, Mai Tais, yay, mahalo, whatever. You know, that's where they are there. And she says, come on. What does it mean that they stayed in the coast? Maybe they slept in. They just, they... What a life. That's the tribe we all want to be part of, right? 
tribe where we get to sleep in and hang out at the beach all day and sleep in some more. That's what they were doing. They remained at the coast, sunbathing and oversleeping. And let's face it, we all have, what am I talking about here? We're talking about pleasure. We're talking about pleasure. We all have a bit of Asher in us, don't we? And what we're talking about is gratifying the flesh. Okay? Um, it's like when we start the year, okay, this year I'm going to get out of debt, and then I'm going to overspend and overborrow. This year I'm going to exercise, and then I stay home and sit on the couch and don't do anything. Right? There's a, there's a story of a, a woman who walked up to a little old man who was rocking in a rocking chair on a porch. And she couldn't notice how happy that this old man looked. And she said to him, what's your secret for a long, happy life? And the man said, I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. I drink a case of whiskey a week. I eat fatty foods, and I never exercise. She goes, that's amazing. How old are you? He said, 25. All right. All right. When we spend time, when we spend time gratifying this, it will take a toll on our lives. And we don't recognize that, but it, it does. I guarantee you, if we had time to ask everybody, did, I'll just say it blankly, did anybody ever do anything that took a toll on your life? All right, there we go. All right, so we look at that. Um, what does it say in Romans chapter 12? In verse 14, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires, for sin shall not be your master. Okay, so what we have, we have misuse of time, we have obstacles, we have possession, we have pleasure. Let's go back to our map again, and this is the fifth one, in case you're counting. Fifth one, and this is for the two tribes that actually went to battle. Fear. Fear is this one. Zebulun and Naphtali. Fear. Look at what the scripture says here in Zebulun, for Zebulun that too. The people of Zebulun did what? Risked their lives, so did Naphtali on the heights of the field. They overcame their fear. In order to change, there is a sacrifice. In order to sacrifice, you have to overcome fear. It just happens. If it, if it was easy, everybody would do it. It's not easy to change. Anybody try to change anything in your life? It is not easy to change things in your life. Look at what it says in Hebrews. Without faith, it is impossible. Everybody say impossible. It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he does what? Rewards. So it's impossible, but he provides you there and he will reward you. We all want to be Zeb or Naph. We want to be Zebulun and Naphtali. We want to overcome those things in, in our lives. Now, right now at this point, these are all pretty much things that we can do on our own, but that's not the gospel. The gospel is a dependence on Jesus Christ. And so we need God to show up and do something, right? We all need God to show up. And what's God going to do? Well, I want you to look at Ezekiel chapter 36. And we'll read this real quick, and I'm going to hit and run on these last three, and then I'm going to let you go, all right? I will, but here's what God says. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from your impurities and from your, all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone. I will give you a heart of flesh. I will pour my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. So what's God going to do? First thing is, God is going to cleanse your past. 
There may be somebody here who says, Jack, you don't know my past. Guess what? I don't care. And guess what? God doesn't care, and that's more important than me not caring. He says, I will cleanse you from all that. I will wash you clean from all those things. I will give you a fresh start. I will give you a redo. Anybody golf here? I'll give you a mulligan. You get a chance to do it again. Isn't that awesome? How many would like a chance to right the wrongs you've done in life? God gives you that chance if you open up to, to what he wants you to do. Look at what he, he, um, he it's not on the, um, on the screen, but I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 8. It says, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Isn't that awesome that God not only forgives it, cleans you up, but doesn't remember it anymore? Wouldn't anybody in your life that you wish didn't remember some stuff that you did in life? I would love to have that. Number two, what does he say he's going to do? He will change your heart. Change your heart. When, one of the things we've got wrong about church is many times we think we're joining a club. This is not a club. It's not a club. It's not a religious organization. What we are offering is a changed life through Jesus Christ. It's the only reason why I'm here, and I'm still a mess, but the awesome thing is God loves me in all my mess. In 2 Corinthians, and he loves me too much then to leave me there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is or she is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. It's awesome. Um, I've, I've seen, and we, we kind of talked about this in the disciple the other night, about how, and our human condition that's written in there kind of said this, that there are so many people in life that, where, that they'll, they'll go and they'll talk about God, and because of the club nature of God, that when the heat comes on, they just fall away. And it breaks my heart because I know that there's a, there's a God who loves them who wants to affect their lives, and, and that it's, it's, it's not only, as I said earlier, it's not only about God on the mountaintop, when it feels good, it's awesome. But one of the things that we all kind of agreed about the other night at Disciple is that it's when, when I, in, in some of the most biggest struggles in my life, I hated every single one of them. But through those, I got to see who God really is and got to strengthen who I am in my faith. I don't like it. I don't look for it. I like the, va- I like the mountain a lot better than I like the valley. All right? And number three, here's the awesome thing. God will move you to do it. To do what, Jack? To follow him. That is the Holy Spirit's work. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Two things. God wants to change your will and give you the ability to do it. You just have to go along for the ride. You just have to go get over those other five things that we talked about today. Everybody sound everybody good? Sound good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and again... We go ahead and we lift up your holy name. And thank you that and in our lives that through the series of the five that you have given us stuff that we can hold on to. Things that we can put into place and life changers if we look at this. So, so God, right now, um, I'm just going to ask that uh, your Holy Spirit move in this place. I'm ask that we all stand and we just kind of focus on you. And God, that as our, our Stephen ministers are forth, that um, we can look at that, God, I have a lot in my life. I have a lot in my life that um, may get in the way of the five. This week, God, there's some things that I made my, my five list and I was ready to do them and, and a misuse of time kept me from getting there. And, uh, or maybe that there was an obstacle, a person, a, a situation that, that came in my way when I was all set to do it. Or, or maybe there's a possession or, or something else that I treasure more than the five. And maybe I just 
need more pleasure than you. And maybe God just, I'm just afraid. So right now, as we are here in this church or whether we're at home, and if you're able, I'd ask that you just all stand where you are right now. Just please stand. And if our Jordan Rivers are keeping us from where God calls us, that we will overcome that fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. God, I've, I've seen and heard a lot this week about fear, about people afraid. But with you, Lord, we have nothing to fear. And I just pray that we can, can be like the original Israel that you intended, that you will be our leader, that you will be our judge, that you will be our guider, that we will lean to you for all things in our lives, that when we're hurting, you'll restore our brokenness. When we're lost, you'll show us the way. When we're hurting, that you'll heal our hearts. When we're unsure, you'll give us peace. And God, ultimately, when we're, when we're hurt and, and just completely, completely just mixed up in life, that God, you'll clean it all out. That you'll help us get to the way that you want us to be. That we can live that life that you intended and live it abundantly in Christ Jesus. So God, during this time, this is your time. The world's got enough of our time. Right now, we're just going to take time to just say, Spirit, move. Search our hearts. Search the deep things of our minds. Search those hurts and those scars. Everything else in our lives. And redeem us and strengthen us. We love you, God. In Jesus' mighty name. The altar's open. His arms are open wide for you here today. Come. Amen.
awesome things in the scripture is we you know we talk about altars and and in many of our organized church settings the altar is like a nice beautiful place and has like nice things um the altar throughout all scripture is about death it's about that stuff in our lives that gets in the way of god that stuff dying um so that we can live through christ and that's awesome so so come to the altar come to the altar his arms are open wide there's stuff in all of our lives right we're we all fit in that tribes don't we we all fit in those tribes. That just needs to die so that we can live for Christ. Amen? Yeah. All right. So um, one thing, next week um, we will finish up our, our, the five series with uh, favorite five. Okay? So we're going to finish up with favorite five. And, um, and uh, I just want to end this with, with a brief little story for you today. Okay? So um, there was a lady who couldn't make it to church a lot. And the pastor was worried about her and didn't see her for a while. So he went to see her. And he said, uh, knocked on the door. And she came to the door. I said, Miss Johnson, how are you? She said, um, 
I, I haven't felt so great, but, you know, I, I know I need to get back, but I've just been not been doing well. And they sat down, and she had a phone call. She said, excuse me. She went and got them, and the pastor looked, and he saw a bowl of peanuts, and he was kind of hungry, so he, he really liked peanuts. So he reached over, and he started grabbing the peanuts and started eating the peanuts. And so he ate them, and then she came, ate a lot of them, and when she came back, and he said, uh, Mr. Johnson, I'm really sorry um, I, I ate those peanuts. She said, oh, that's okay. She goes, peanuts don't settle well with me. I just like to lick the chocolate off of them. All right. So have a good week for your favorite five. <laughs>